Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. I'm your host, David Lewis. And as you guys know, if you tune into the channel, here is where we talk about the methods and technologies for driving growth. Today is a methods day, mainly. We're going to talk about the important methods, the principles of lead management for helping you drive growth. And I have a phenomenal guest uh, to join me, someone who myself and my team have worked with for years. So I'm pleased to reintroduce, because he's been on the program before, Alan Gunzenhauser. Alan, good to see you again. Thank you, David. It's great to be back again. I hope you're doing well. I am. I'm doing well. I'm on my way to uh, Denver uh, for our BD Summit, and Excellent. that's our business development team at BDO Digital. And so the topic today is like so relevant to that meeting next week because I will be um, doing the keynote for all of them. And I'm actually not talking about this topic. I'm teaching them about neuroselling, and it's based on on the neuroscience of why people buy and how to push the buy button in people's brain. Uh, and I'm, I've never met this team of 100 people uh, on the BD team. And so it's a great opportunity for me to teach them super important communication skills. But no doubt we will be talking about the alignment between sales and marketing uh, because this, this challenge and this need is at every organization. And for those yes. of you who don't know Alan or follow him, um, he's the founder of Demand Revenue and he serves primarily as an interim CMO and CMO advisor. And the reason that Alan and I and, and our teams have worked together so long is Alan will often go into organizations, uncover some of the things that they need to do to drive more revenue, and then reach out to our team to help them uh, follow that advice that he is providing and get those things implemented. So when you said, hey, David, it's New Year, should we do another podcast together? I'm like, absolutely, because this problem never goes away. This this need to- It hasn't. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and I, I don't know if it ever will, because we're dealing with two different departments. It's kind of, a, as I said uh, before, it's like a football team that has an offense and defense. They're yeah. one team, but they're very different culturally and in their roles and responsibilities. And uh, you've been a CMO in your career, as have I, as I currently am overseeing marketing for BDO Digital. I hear, Dave, all your leads suck but we need more. And then I always feel like, <laughs> well, you don't follow up on anything, right? I mean, that right. age old exactly. conversation. Exactly. So let me ask you to, to share your perspective on not only why fundamentally this problem exists, but I think we're, we're stating the obvious, uh, but how to approach it. And I do want to talk about my book, Manufacturing Demand, which I'm, I'm bringing up in case any of you are on the YouTube channel. I will leave a link to a digital copy of it I'm on the New York Times best giver list, Alan. I want everybody to have it. They can download it uh, for free. And I go in depth on the demand funnel, lead scoring, yeah. lead nurturing, and how to operationalize the stuff that we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. So what when you when you come in as an advisor or interim CMO, I'm sure you see this problem. And how do you approach it? I have. So let me at the risk uh, of, of, of getting high level first, let me let me start at the economic advantages of alignment, please. Um, I, I spent seven years, six years at Serious Decisions and then Forrester. And one of the founders, John Neeson, did a study of 400 B2B companies. It was even back in 2016, but the, 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 the results are still relevant. 
and looked at you know, the degree of alignment or misalignment between those companies. And the net of it was that companies that are well aligned and stay well aligned between product marketing um, and sales are 19, grow 19% faster and are 15% more profitable. And it's amazing, you know, I've worked with so many companies that have this issue. You would think that sales and marketing would have it figured out by now. Right. But in so many companies, they don't. And, you know, they're not on the same page. And just like you said, you know, uh, marketing can say, well, we generated all these marketing qualified leads, but sales say, you know, but your leads suck. We're not going to follow up on them. And it's amazing how many companies still have this problem. And actually, the companies that do a good job of lead qualification before they hand them to sales generate 400 times the pipeline. That's 4x. That's really significant. And I can give you some examples of where I've done some work, if that would help. Yeah, well, I remember meeting Rich, uh, the founder of Sirius, when he was John at... And Rich. Yep. And he was in Florida. And the company name I'm struggling with because they were eventually bought by Taleo. But anyway, he was up drawing the funnel. Yeah. What they call the, the demand, demand waterfall. waterfall. Exactly. Yeah. I call one. it the demand funnel. They call it yep. the, the waterfall. The only reason I changed that is because a waterfall, all the water from the top goes to the bottom, except for what evaporates. I'm like, <laughs> not, not, not true from lead gen perspective. Anyway, I said to him, I go, okay, so you've got this inquiry. I love the taxonomy because you're not calling it a lead. You're calling it right. an inquiry like a hand raiser. Then you've got an MQL, a marketing qualified lead. And yep, suspect often sometimes too. Then you've got sales accepted, sales qualified, and you have this lexicon, this taxonomy for every stage of this pipeline, the extended yes. pipeline. And so I asked him, Alan, I said, Rich, do do your clients do this? And he kind of looked at me kind of like, like they remember the RCA dog, like, what, what did he just ask me? Like, said, <laughs> I, I go, no, they do don't. they operationalize? <laughs> yeah, he goes, well, not, not really. I go, well, it's on PowerPoint. I know how to operationalize it because I had done it at Ellie Mae. Yeah. And I'm like, I am going to go to every serious decisions client that is following your methodology and help them operationalize it. And that's how yeah. I got my start. I talk about it in my book and I documented the recipe of exactly how to do it because to your point, that's it great. works. And when you do it, the revenue impact, I mean, just going from 2% to 5% better at the very top of the funnel more than doubles yep. revenue and we've done it time and time again for our clients so i mean if marketers need one priority for 2023 if they don't have enough already making sure this is not only defined and operationalized to me because i don't know i don't know the answer to your question why everybody hasn't done this right yet especially when the recipe books are out there and you know don't assume you know you, you have to check and make sure it's working i'll give you one example so I was working with a company precisely where I did a few quarterly projects. The first one was getting marketing and sales on the same page. And this is a 900 million software and data company, very successful company. Um, but what I saw was that, you know, marketing wasn't providing the leads to the BDRs that they considered really hot leads. Yeah. And in turn, the BDRs weren't following up fast enough. And if you don't follow up fast enough on a lead, you don't give a good customer pre-sale experience. So, and, and they didn't have all the same tech taxonomy and definitions to your point earlier. And the, the, there was some problem with assignment logic and who was doing what. So I was kind of Switzerland. I went between both marketing and sales. And I learned that 
they could they could marketing could do a better job qualifying the leads and tagging those that were really hot leads. Yeah. And if they were, the BDRs would follow up on them much more quickly. And um, so we created an SLA or a service level agreement about the quality of leads for marketing and the 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 speed of follow up by the BDR group and fix some assignment issues and all that. And that resulted in a much faster, more operationally efficient process of of you know new client acquisition. Yeah, speed to leads everything. And, and and so many companies have that issue. Yeah. Especially in economic times like this. I mean, that's something to fix if it isn't fixed. Totally. And I've seen so and, many and, and we're experiencing it yeah. here at at BDO and BDO Digital. I mean, it's not I I don't want to I don't want to point the finger. You know when you point the finger like three fingers point back, right? You know. Yeah, we don't have to do that. Yeah. Because we all yeah. struggle with this challenge. Yeah. Sales yeah. and marketing leadership changes. Salespeople change. Marketing people change. Sure. And so, and even your infrastructure stack, changes. You know, technology changes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and if you've added you know ABM into the mix in terms of how you go to market, then yeah. you know a lot of people a lot of people shit talk the funnel or the waterfall, and they say that that's not relevant anymore. I'm curious to get your perspective on that because when I see that on LinkedIn, I'm not shy. I will jump in, and I feel like, are you saying it's not relevant anymore because you're lazy or you don't know how to do it or you haven't figured it out or is it really is there some magical thing that you're doing differently that you know obsoletes this approach and i i have well, i'm stumped you know serious decisions has gone through four versions of the waterfall and the most recent version brings in intent data people you know they're you know if you look at the people that may you know leave um some breadcrumbs on your website that they want to be contacted if they fill out a contact us form that's maybe only three three percent of the people that come to your website and you know what about the other 97 percent? well probably 30 to 40 percent of those may have an interest but unless you have a reverse ip lookup and unless you see who's there and you see who's in the market looking for stuff like you have and you catch them early enough in the process yeah you, you might miss it because they may just move on and and, and get from someone else so the newer versions of the waterfall bring in intent data and have more processes that are pre-marketing and, 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 and are, are great additions and um, are more ABM-like. So you're not looking at leads anymore. You're looking at opportunities and or a demand unit. So you may have a group within a company that might buy something. You right. may have another group that may buy something else. So what you really care about are these demand units, not leads. Yeah. Because leads, you know, the number of people, there's probably on, a, on an enterprise deal, there may be 18 people that are involved in a purchase at various times. Right. And so if you consider each person a lead, your close rate's going to be very low because you, you know, it's the combination of these people or this right. buying group yep. that's actually making a purchase. So there were some very much needed um, improvements to the original waterfall right to reflect some of these things yeah. and i think that's what you're seeing today yeah so the waterfall is more abm like yeah in this environment i i i caution i totally and it's just when i see the posts about you know marketing attribution is is you know <laughs> trying to brownie lick deals and 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 opportunities it's like i feel like sometimes people do throw up their hands i you know this i know this because this is what we do for a living is help people master these methods and implement it in your organization it's still all alive and well and you have to become masterful at that so whether a company hires someone like you to advise them or hires a team like us to uh, as well as advise and implement these things um 
you know, you can do this. And I would say if you are in marketing and you haven't learned how to really master lead management, please read my book um, and learn these skills because they are invaluable to you in your career. You know, we've not only built an entire advisory firm uh, to help people with this. Alan, uh, as a CMO advisor, not only in this core competency, but in other areas as well. And I think for you guys, especially as you're entering personally, the era of, of you know, skills that you should learn to further your career, no matter where you are, just keep honing these. As Alan pointed out, if you've mastered lead management, but you're not you know, as, as uh, knowledgeable and practiced in account-based approaches, then then dive into those areas as well. And Alan, I think we should we should do another episode together and dig into the ABM area because okay. that's that's one of the ones I think it's more more challenging to people. And I'm so glad you brought up intent data because we do work with Six Sense, Demand Base, yeah. Zoom Info, a lot of the Martech intent oriented companies out there. And we right. make sure that the lead scoring system is not just using digital body language from Marketo, for example, and the CRM data that's being explicitly entered or a enriched through like a technology like zoom info but the intent data as well what, what they're doing outside of your site and what they're yes. doing out there on the web to incorporate that because it's like hey if you can have look if we can have uh chat gpt write content for us and programs for us and create imagery for us with dolly we can certainly use technology to help us find our next buyer or these buying units like you're saying and at a minimum if you can find out don't even need to know the individuals, but you can find out multiple people from the same company are beginning to crowd your site. They're not leaving, they're not filling out a form, but if you can get intent data that, that you, where you can see multiple people from the same company are coming to your site, that's a real buying signal. And if you don't today, and most people are not today, you should figure out how to, how to make that happen. And, and the one last thing I'll say is, yeah. if you look at how, you know, in this time of cutting budgets, it's really more important to be operationally efficient. And if you're trying to drive growth operationally in an operationally efficient manner, alignment is so important. So if you look at growth, a half to 80% is how quickly the market's going up or down, right? That's a big driver. And then another up to 33% is how competitive you are and efficient. And then another up to 35% is how aligned you are. How aligned is our sales marketing product? So this is really an important issue, especially now in this economy to get more operationally efficient. Yeah. I love your passion for these areas. I love your expertise. Um, I love working together. I'm glad we're continuing to, to explore that. Um, like I said, if you guys are looking for help, uh, the podcast and Demand Gen TV uh, is a great resource for you guys, but also be sure to check out the links below. I'm gonna ask my team to put some links. What I'd like to show you, and I'll pull it up right now, is this is what a CRM can look like when it's fully pimped out with a great lead scoring system. This is a shot of Salesforce, and we've done these implementations in countless CRM systems, and, and this is like a best in class. So if yours doesn't look like this, there's still work to be done, and there's a lot of magic that happens underneath uh, in your CRM and in your marketing automation system to produce uh, what you just saw. And as I talked about with with you, know, you Alan, earlier, and I'll, I'll make sure that those, those waterfall slides are added to show the dramatic impact you can have on revenue with small percentage increases in your effectiveness oh, yeah. from you know suspect or inquiry down to to MQL. Well, thank you, Alan, for for joining, and thank you guys for for jumping in uh, on another episode of Demand Gen Radio. Uh, we talk about the D three methodology. Uh, 
demand creation, demand management, and demand expansion, lead management, which is what Alan and I were talking about today, is under demand management. So if you're not familiar with the D3 methodology, we also have links to that. Um, and, and dive into this subject matter because, look, let's face it, when I went to marketing school ages ago, uh, they didn't teach this stuff. And both of my daughters graduated with marketing degrees, and I know they still don't teach this stuff. So we are committed here on the program to bring these materials and education to you. And feel free to reach out to us as well. I'm not trying to say, go figure it out on your own. There are people like myself and my team uh, and Alan to do this with you guys. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.